What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex the Marine Ruiz and Matt Bear Kaczynski. Gentlemen, another week of the NFL free agency has come and gone. Obviously, more signings have happened during that time, some big, some uh, small, some somewhere in between. Uh, but we'll dive into that and, and uh, analyze some of uh, the uh, the happenings along the NFL world as we slowly approach uh, the NFL draft, which is going to be here uh, a week from Thursday or a month from Thursday. So we're slowly getting there, boys. Yeah, it's uh, what are we like thirty six days away? Yeah, we're getting there, man. We'll um, we'll be doing our. Um, Less our than own mock days. draft show in about four four more episodes, and then we'll have our predict the pick show the Tuesday before the the NFL draft first round on Thursday night. So yeah, we're we're creeping along there. But as always, we'll uh, we'll kick off our football show with our drink of the night, uh, brought to you by our buddies at Spring Sports Brewery and Engine Fifteen Brewing Company. Uh, tonight, I've got myself a. Uh, Fat tire from New Belgium Brewing Company. Can't go wrong. No, I cannot. What are you boys having tonight? Uh, you know, I had a lot of alcohol this weekend. Yeah, you were in Tampa for your buddy's party, right? Yeah, I was in Tampa for a bachelor party. There you go. Um, well, Old Town Tequila came out with uh, their own version of organic tequila, by the way. Well, I got to try the Termana this weekend. Oh, there you go. Good. Uh, a lot of it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, so I'm just going kind of light today. I'm uh, I'm drinking uh, the Not Your Father's Root Beer. There you go. All right, Matt, what about you? You still taking down Bullet Bourbon or you got beer? No, I'm going to disappoint everybody, and I'm drinking a Blood Orange Grapefruit Bubbly. A Blood Orange Grapefruit Bubbly? Yeah, just not. In the... Is that like a hard <laughs> seltzer? No, that's just regular seltzer. Taking oh, it off. Regular seltzer. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you mid, your... mid off season. There is no reason to be. You know, that's my mentality. The Tuesday, an off season of like everything. There's like nothing going on. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, one beer is not going to kill you, but yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's not. So let's uh let's kick off the show, getting into some of the uh the free agency, um deals that have happened i'll start off with the biggest one in terms of dollar amount that happened from our last show so trent williams re-signed with the uh, san francisco 49ers um 138 million dollars in his deal uh so good on trent williams 49ers obviously keeping their uh their all pro left tackle um they added alex mack at center for uh, a two-year deal. So the 49ers obviously trying to build that offensive line in front of Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever else is going to play quarterback for them. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, you can't argue with those signings. You got to build. You got to build the, the the trenches, as we know. So Trent Williams is probably going to be a, a 49er for life with that six-year deal, um, making him the highest-paid offensive lineman in the league and then Alex Mack with a two-year deal. So those were some notables. And then, uh, like I said, we got to start off the show with some other big ones. And the Giants made – the Patriots started off the agency with some splashes. The Giants have uh, started to get into the mix. They brought in uh, 
Kenny Galladay, Dory Jackson, two of the bigger uh, names at their positions in the league. Galladay was being courted for a while uh, up there in New York. Four years, Three days. $72 million, $40 million guaranteed. Dory Jackson got the three-year deal, $39 million, uh, $16 million of that coming in the first uh, year, twenty-seven over the first two years of the contract. So Giants making some big splash moves. Uh, they needed to, right? Um, I mean, I guess I could start. Yeah, I, honestly, I think they're great moves. I think all around, I think Dave Gettleman has had a – Really good uh, free agency, in my opinion. I think he addressed a lot of the needs. Uh, Leonard Williams being the big one. Keep him that happy. That was the first piece of the puzzle, that's right. And I'm going to make the argument, I think by them getting Leonard Williams, not only because of the cap situation itself, but just because of the culture in the locker room, I think that partially, you know, maybe had a little bit to do with the fact that Dory Jackson's going to be, you know, playing on that defense. He knows he's there. He got the deal that he was looking for. There was negotiations, and it worked well. You know, we know Galladay was courted, so I think they're great. Yeah. They did a wide receiver one. You got John Ross to take the top off the defense. You've got Adoree Jackson, who's got great cuts um, and great hands, and Danny Dimes desperately needs a big-bodied, gritty receiver. Um, well, maybe this allows Darius Slayton to bust out again like he did as a rookie. Yeah, if you want to add to that, Alex. Uh, yeah, man. So there's a lot to look at in terms of what the Giants are doing. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they've signed that people really wouldn't think they were interested in. I mean, one one in particular being the most recent acquisition with uh, Ryan Anderson, um, Adoree Jackson, again, a good quarter, a good cornerback, defensive back before he got injured. Um, you know, they brought him in and the guy, I mean, he said it, you know, it felt like home. Yep. Um, so that's a testament to the culture of what we're doing, which is, I think, why we, despite our record the last, you know, three, four seasons, despite, you know, all the adversity that the Giants have had to deal with, um, it's it's a place that people are wanting to go to because they see what's happening and they want to be a part of that. There's obviously a Joe Judge culture shift. There has to be. I was going to say, that was a big thing because if you watch uh, both Galladay and Ross specifically, weirdly enough, um, Judge was mentioned almost basically directly that it's the culture and it's the playing form. And the idea that, you know, he's becoming now known as like a harder nosed coach when it comes to what he expects from the players. And these are two guys that, you know, they're not, you know, two second year, third year guys. Like they've been in the league a little bit. Ross is a little younger, but, you know, so they're ready to probably get pushed to get their max out because they know that the shelf life is going to be limited. So you're going to see these guys probably play real hard. Same with Leonard Williams. Um, you know, credit to a lot of the team. Danny Dimes has been noted now that he, like, personally reached out to Galladay. That's great when you got your quarterback doing that kind of recruiting. And then, you know, Logan Ryan was recruiting on Adore Jackson because they played together in Tennessee. And that's that's the culture thing that Alex said. You know, when you got your players doing that and trying to, like, bring guys in they know will fit in or that they want to play with, that's how you build team chemistry. And team chemistry at the end of the day, bring it to back to New York. And if, yeah. Now I'll say this: Does it? Does it? Con- so that I, I'll I'll say that the Giants um, carried out the plan of addressing the the most glaring needs. I think that they they needed to address with the the player and the position that uh, they signed in free agency. Are you guys concerned with the amount of money that they paid, specifically Galladay and Jackson, and the and the and honestly the the 
inconsistency or the lack of production? Or are you optimistic that they're paying those two guys because their best football is ahead of them? Because uh, Galladay, Galladay had basically one one Pro Bowl year. His other three years in Detroit were below average or terrible in injuries. And then Adore Jackson only had two interceptions in his four years in Tennessee. So are we optimistic that their best football is ahead of them? Or are we concerned that they paid a lot of money for guys who really don't have the, the stats to back it up just yet? Because um, Galladay is getting paid top six wide so, receiver money. Yeah, Galladay is getting paid as if his stat sheet is, um, I would argue, borderline elite. The one thing I think that you're paying Galladay for that not everybody else has is, quite frankly, his size, strength, and grittiness. Yeah, I mean, listen, if the Giants get 2019 Galladay for the next four years, then it's a steal. It's a great deal. That's that's kind of but what I'm if going. But like, the other look, years... Look, you, I mean, you don't, you don't want to be overpaying for guys, but if you know that a guy is a fit, and, th- you know, this is where, you know, you're going to probably have some polarizing Giants fans' opinions here. Because Gettleman is – this is kind of like his swing to go, hey, look, I can still do this. Because, quite frankly, there's – if Galladay misses, that, 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 that's huge. If Will- – Yeah, but at least, at least you can't fault him for saying he, he made the attempt to bring the guys that's in. That's my thing. Um, you know, real quick, I don't want to go back too far, but, like, one thing, too, to re- uh, I think that I've seen that's kind of an interesting move that I didn't expect to happen was the way they've restructured Solder. Um, you know, is his best football behind him? Yeah, probably about 100% it is. But here's well, and, his, and his next year's deal is voidable, so he's basically a free agent after this year, and they're only paying him $3 million to be a swing tack. And here's what's smart about that. You've got a veteran presence on a very young team that's uh, uh, offensive line that's up and coming. That's Let him mentor Thomas and Pert and then cut him loose next year. That's a very smart move that I think Gettleman – like. Those are some Gettleman moves that. Well, they had to do something like, because they couldn't take the fourteen million dollar hit on them. But oh, I hundred percent agree, and it looks it works out in his favor. Gettleman has done some wheeling and dealing with this cap, yeah. a tight cap, and they they know down the road too yeah. because they're gonna be they're gonna be faced with a decision on Jabril Preppers at the end of this yep. year, and how much money are they willing to pay a safety, knowing that they have Xavier McKinney and Logan Ryan. So I. Yep. This may be the last year Peppers is a giant. You never know. So they got a now, big picture too now. Alex, I would have to agree that you agree with this, is that Adoree Jackson, well, yes, he's a guy you're getting – he's getting paid to have two picks and all that. But here's the thing. That's not top-tier corner money. So – Oh, no, I'm, I'm not – I mean, he's going to get $27 million his first two years in, on the team. It's a lot. Yeah. But – I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I like he sparks it. up something with Logan Ryan, seeing as they're both Tennessee Titan teammates. You never know. Well, and then you got to remember, flip side, Bradbury, great market move. This is going to put Darnay Holmes in the slot. Alex, what do you think about that? It'll put where in the slot? Darnay Holmes. Darnay Holmes. <clears throat> He's going to be your slot corner. Yeah, I, I think he'll be a slot corner. It, it, Look, we got Jabril Peppers down back. We're, we're getting Xavier McKinney on a healthy year this year. Uh, I think you're going to see Holmes. a lot of McKinney and Peppers down in the box playing. The yeah. Nickel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see that. Obviously, Adoree Jackson is going to fit in at the number two in cornerback. You know, uh, James Bradbury will be on the, on the other side. So, um, we, well, we've got done a lot. of fit in the mix there, too. Yeah, I mean, well, he's so going to be, the, a lot of guys. be the free safety back there. But, yeah, we got a lot of guys that we can move around. I think I think what we're I think that the message that the Giants are sending here with with an already good defense going out and reinforcing it, it it's basically telling teams you're going to have to fight to score. Like I dare you to throw on me is what these signings have done. I'll be honest, 
I'll call it. You guys, we can all take it down right now. 8-15, March 23rd, 2021. I call it. Giants will have, again, have a top five defense. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Guaranteed. Like, look, you've got corners. and you got corners that can cover. You've got safeties that can cover and hit. They can also drop in and play some run stop. Your linebacking core is starting to continually get better and better and starting to really become a unit. Blake Martinez is going to be the steal of all steals, probably, the way it's going. And then you just shirt up your D-line with uh, Williams, Big Cat. Dexter Lawrence is going to probably be the next big D-tackle to make a name for himself because he's got the athleticism that actually beats Tomlinson that you just gave up. Um, they do need some extra edge rush. Do not get me wrong. They are not sold there at all. But, you know, you've got great, if not elite, in some capacity at almost every single yeah. level. It'll and just be, yeah. it'll it'll just be plugging, in the, <clears throat> plugging in the minor holes here and there, and they still have the NFL draft. Give me the power alley on defense. Give me a strong D tackle. Give me a strong middle linebacker, and give me strong – boom. Yeah. I mean, you got it. You got yeah. it. I mean, as, as the – as the team sits now, I mean, they've got they've got 75 guys under contract, including Mike Sky Cam Glennon. To be the yeah, backup. so they've got 75 guys under contract. They've got to get it down to 51. Yeah, there's going to be guys on this under make... contract that get cut. There's no doubt about it because these rookies yeah, are going to come um, in. So, I mean, right now with all things factored in, the Giants are now 14 mil over the cap. So we know we're going to start seeing some slashing here. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the interesting, yeah, the, the interesting thing to note here, and I, and I don't think a lot of people are really paying attention to this. The Giants have not actually inked Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, well, I, I think yeah, I think they can cut him and void that deal before before anything happens if they're really concerned about that. I mean, he's not guaranteed anything at all. There, there's no ink on the paper. They, they agree to terms, but the 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 medical staff is now telling the team like hold up here yeah but how do you feel he, about he's a liability how do you feel about the fact now that we're probably gonna be stuck with it with, with, with our pro bowl tight end <laughs> oh yeah a pro bowl tight end yeah man we're, we'll be stuck with our pro bowl tight end and a pro bowl wide receiver well listen you got six picks you can always find a sneaky uh, a sneaky two or three you know tight end in the draft you know maybe round it just sucks like that, that's that. Uh, that honestly, I thought was going to be a great move. And maybe the Giants get Brevin Jordan round four. We'll talk about draft stuff. I mean, in, in all honesty, man, I think they need to ink him just because of his reliability. I mean, the dude's got 10 years in the seat in the in the in the, in the NFL. He, he didn't miss a single game until his injury last year. And it may need surgery. My problem is, is we still don't exactly know what the injury is and what the surgery is going to entail because if it's surgery and he's out three months. Who cares? Like, that's fine. He's a veteran. He knows what he's yeah. doing. He can figure it out. If it's surgery and we're talking six, eight, nine, ten months. I guess my like, question is, why didn't they know about this before they agreed to terms? And that, how did this not get discovered in a physical? Yeah, I don't I think I think they I think it was disclosed in the physical, but the 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 severity of it. Maybe right. I guess they, they might not have. They might, you know, he, he dropped to IR. You would think if he needed surgery, you know, the Vikings medical staff would have recommended or taken care of that back while he was with them last not year. Not necessarily, depending on the. You got to remember, some doctors may say it's something that needs surgery or something that you have to not do anything with and yeah. can't play it's for a know, but, of time. So, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll so, I mean, this. you know, I there's don't think the Giants' offense is is a make or break on whether they have Rudolph. 
Absolutely not. But you got to remember, this is the Viking staff didn't recommend surgery, and the and the Giant staff is concerned that he might actually need surgery. So maybe he was underdiagnosed while he was at be, you the know, Vikings. Saying, because doctors have all kinds of opinions, so you never know. I think, exactly. I think that it's yeah. good that the Giants' uh, medical staff is overly concerned and not underly concerned, especially if you're planning on you know signing him to the roster. So that'll just be something to uh, pay attention to, but. As we kind of, you know, move on with, you know, free agency next week, we're going to get into more of uh, like wrapping up free agency with grades. And then we're going to start to go. uh, We're going to look at, you know, team by team draft needs as we head into uh, the NFL draft, because by next week, most of free agency with the signings will probably have uh, wrapped up. Um, You know, we saw. We saw some interesting signings, you know, besides what the Giants did. You know, Alex, you mentioned you liked uh, Trubisky going to Buffalo to be the backup for Josh Allen. He kind of has – he's not as yeah, talented yeah. as Josh Allen, but they have a similar skill set. So, they, it's just like in Baltimore, they don't have to change their offense if something happens. Yeah, exactly. And also, I, think, I think it'll be good for him. And also, you got to think, Great move by Trubisky. Let me learn from the guy that has similar skill set to me that's better than me. Let yeah, me pick his exactly. brain. And it's just a one-year deal. You never know who's going to have a exactly. need next year. And you just learn. And you just came out from underneath Josh Allen in that offense. I'm sure teams are going to go. You know what? Let's just take the chance because odds are it probably could end up working yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, so. Mal- I mean smart for him, man. I mean, you can you can you can look at it and go, all right, he took a one-year yeah. deal. He knows right? about this, is, this is a baller move, man, because he knows that the quarterback class next year is absolutely yeah, terrible. Weak. Well, dude, that's, and somebody's going to want one. It's a smart move on his part, too, because it shows truthfully that he's like, you know what? Look, nobody's really clamoring for me as a starter right now. Let me go learn under a guy, like Steve said, very similar skill set. Boom. It shows growth on him because now he can take a year to just learn and get yeah, better. I don't. And I don't already, think we've seen the last, is, uh, the last of Trubisky as a starter. I think he'll have watch one year deal. I'll call and... it. Now. I'm a Maserati Mitch yeah. fan for whatever friggin' reason, but I'll tell you what. One thing I'll, that um, he'll be a starter again that was surprising, and obviously they've been a laughing stock. The Houston Texans they've got the whole Deshaun Watson, you know, thing going on, and the allegations now that are creeping in, which you know, who knows if it's BS or what. We won't get into that, but they they brought in some surprisingly decent under the radar uh, free agents bringing in Philip Lindsay on a one-year deal at running back, I think is a steal for them. Um, You know, they paired him up with Mark Ingram. So they're going to have plenty in the backfield, um, which I think will help. I don't think they're going to be a good football team, but I think that that at least helps them, you know, in their, in their offense and on their running game. I think the Falcons bringing in Mike Davis, who was the, the replacement of McCaffrey with the Panthers last year. I think that's a, a sneaky signing for uh, for Atlanta and their running game uh, to help out Matt Ryan. Um, obviously, the, the Jets made a lot of moves this offseason with tons of cap room, uh, you know, bringing in guys like Corey Davis and Keelan Cole at wide receiver. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Just because you got caps, I mean, we kind of made the argument about the Jags on a couple of theirs too, so. I'll kind of contradict myself a little bit, but man, the Jets, I'm sorry, they overpaid for both of those guys. And I mean, they got the cap space, so it's really not going to technically hurt them that bad, but. Well, yeah, I mean, Corey, Corey Davis got, got more money than I, I think, but I mean, that's just what they had to pay. Now, I mean, I mean over overpaid, but I would lump them in together. You're paying a lot for those two receivers who, I'm sorry, 
Well, Corey Davis has never done anything. I mean, at least Keelan Cole, at least it's only a one-year deal, so it's not a big deal. I, I'm just saying. But, hey, that's the Jets, you know. How about, how about Philly signing uh Yeah, Joe they Flacco. just brought in Flacco. I mean, I, my, brother text, just my brother texted me that, and I said, hopefully you never need him. <laughs> well, dude, they're just pissed. Because, I guarantee you they're just so pissed. They don't even know what to do because they were targeting Adoree Jackson real hard. Had a meeting set up, and Dory Jackson basically yeah, was like, "Yeah, hey, you know what?" Left East Rutherford, the Giants locked him up. You're like, nah, you know what? I'm gonna pass on your on your meeting because I'm gonna sign up the Giants. They're gonna be they're gonna be a um, an interesting team. I, I think they're gonna be in for a rough year, but we'll get into that when we down. Oh, the they're road gonna be as terrible. we start to analyze. They will be terrible, you know, and project they into uh, into the new league uh, the new league year. But you know, overall, and like I said, next week on the show, we'll wrap up free agency with like our overall grades and, and things like that. And look into draft needs as we, as we head into the draft um, after free agency is wrapped up, but there's going to be a lot to still, you know, follow. There's still some names out there that probably could help teams, you know, in terms of, you know, veteran players, guys like, you know, Casey Hayward and Malcolm Butler, AJ Boye, you know, some defensive backs that have got, some past success and, and experience, you know, uh, Malik Hooker, Kenny Vaccaro at safety. Like there's all, there's names all up and down the list. I mean, Jadavian Clowney still hasn't signed anywhere if you're looking for a rusher. Uh, so the free agency is far from over with as we, as we know. And there's certainly, um, certainly guys that could make names, you know, Melvin Ingram is still out there as a, as a defensive end, I'm still waiting for the Giants to sign Danny Shelton at defensive tackle, but we'll see what we'll see what happens there. He just makes too much sense in terms of a scheme fit, but we'll see. I kind of agree. Yeah, well, I, I, I agree. It is kind of odd that nobody signed him. In all honesty, I don't. I, I feel like he'd be a steal. Yeah. I, listen, you don't have to convince me. Now, I did see the 49ers uh, re-sign Kerry Hyder, the defensive end. He got a three-year deal. Um, with some with some big money about what sixteen million I think it was so good on him they're trying to just keep as many pass rushers as they can um, but we'll keep our eye on it um, you know obviously this is this is the part of free agency period where it's sometimes it's the subtle quiet uh, un you know non big splash non shiny moves that help your team uh, you know when it comes to football time in in the fall so. We'll, uh, we'll have more to that. Now, speaking of the draft, we've got our uh, our final edition of Redraft tonight. So we're giving Matt the first pick. We're going back to 2019. And I remember this was the year where we were like, the Cardinals just took Josh Rosen in the first round the year before. Now they've got the first pick. What are they What are they going to do? And uh, sure enough, they uh, – they traded Josh Rosen to the Dolphins because we all knew that there was no way they were passing up on uh, Kyler Murray at number one. So that was the original pick was Kyler Murray with the first overall selection. I think that for the most part, the Cardinals uh, made the made the right choice there. But Matt's picking for the Cardinals, so we're going to let Matt go ahead and kick off the uh, 2019 redraft. Um. So, one thing I noticed about this draft. Now, this is the Danny weak. Dimes draft. This is a weak draft. Oh yeah, bro. Like overall, I'm just talking like I'm not even talking first rounders. All I'm not even talking about position. It's just a. It's stacked in one position and two positions, and it's a weak ass draft. Yeah. Like 
Good God. Yeah, I usually, like, when we've been doing this, I've noticed as I, like, take my notes, I can go down pretty much rounds one through seven and almost find one guy in each round that if you redraft could be a first-round pick. This one, there wasn't many of those. Um, yeah, I know. I'm 100% with you. I can usually see names, and I'll even put some guys that, like, I just know are decent but don't re- aren't really a starter, but, you know, they're relevant enough. Dude, this one was like – yeah, this one was – It was hard. This one's kind of like was, pulling teeth a little bit, so it'll be interesting how we redraft. It really this. is. So, with that said, my quick little uh, monologue, I'm going to be kind of boring. And honestly, just the way this draft is, the way the team needs are, and just the way I think things have gone, you're going to do a redraft. You're going to want somebody that's good. Well, you know what? Let me stick with good old uh, Kyler at number one. I I think it's a good fit for Arizona. He's shown that he's really good. Why not take him there? Yep, I I agree with you. Um, I've got the second pick with the 49ers. The original pick was Nick Bosa. Uh, I'm going to be just as boring as you are and how you doing? Keep it moving. I'm going to take Nick Bosa. (laughs) So that puts Alex on the clock. The third pick with the Jets. Uh, The original pick was the Jets. They took defensive tackle Quinnen Williams. Uh, He's he's turned out to be a pretty decent player, especially against the run in their 3-4. But Alex, you're redrafting for the Jets here with the third pick. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys, man. Oh, boy. Like no, and like I'm probably I can't gonna like, even even oh no, I can't at all. That's what's so sad. Even about. now, like you know, like I'm looking at it, and it's it's still like I I don't I don't know, man. It's just a tough draft to look at and get through without justifying, you know, who goes and who doesn't yeah. go. Um, God, who was it? Who originally Quinnen, went Quinnen Williams went here originally for the Jets at three. That's right. Um, and he's been decent for him, especially against the run. Yeah, no, he has been decent. Honestly, man, if I had to pick who was going to go here, I would I would say the Jets need to take Ed Oliver. All right, Ed Oliver, I like a different defensive tackle. He's been a great, great player for the Bills. So, all right, we got Ed Oliver going three. Damn you, Matt, son. that puts you back on the yeah. clock at four with the Raiders. The original pick here was uh, defensive end Clellan Farrell from Clemson. I remember when that pick was made, we were all looking at each other like, what the fuck? So, I, I, I think he's a very fine player. I think he's really, really good. Um, not number four overall. Well, he hasn't uh, – I mean, I'll be honest with you. He hasn't done much for, for the Raiders. That's kind of I don't know point. if he I don't um, know if it's scheme fit, if it's coaching, but he for the fourth overall pick, he's been pretty pretty quiet. I think it's a combination of all of it, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean um, six six and a half sacks in two full seasons now. What um let's see the thing that sucks is the way this draft is, so many of these picks are just solely team need picks. So it's like if you don't want that guy because you don't think they're that good, it's like, uh, okay, well, what now do you do? Um, so I kind of expected, to be honest, I could grab that Oliver here. So that really threw me off because I did not oh, expect that. So you got that Oliver at all. That messed me up. I did, I did like two. I really went through twice, and I put him each time there. Um, <laughs> my bad. 
Um, well, so you know what? Pick here. You're obviously not going feral as a redraft. I just I don't think it makes yeah. sense. Um, you know, this is going to be maybe a weird pick, but it would be very fitting knowing what he can now do. Go for it. Um, the Raiders love their receivers. I'm going to take the Pro Bowler, A.J. Brown. Great, great selection there. Great selection. I had A.J. Um, in my own little mock. I actually had A.J. going to the Giants at six, so I'm going to have to scratch, scratch <laughs> him off the board there. So, all right, so that puts me back on the clock. I've got the Bucks, um, who at this point in the draft, um, they – they uh, took Devin White at five, and guess what, boys? I'm going to be boring. Give them Devin White right again. Devin White. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Dude's an absolute now, monster. Alex, before I let you make this pick for the Giants at six, obviously <laughs> this is Daniel Jones' pick, the original pick. And, Alex, I know who you're yeah. going to redraft to the Giants at this pick. So I just want to let Matt and the rest of the listeners know that – um, if this was really the case and they really had this guy on the team right now, there'd be no, there wouldn't be a Kenny Galladay on the team. But anyway, original pick was Daniel Jones. Alex, who are you redrafting for the Giants here at six? Give me my homeboy, right. Mr. DK Metcalf. DK. As, soon, <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I knew a hundred percent Alex was making that it's... pick at six. So. I almost wanted to pick him instead of AJ Brown just to piss you off. Yeah. Uh, that, hey, I mean that that's fine. You could have you could have done that. There are, there are plenty of good luck. There's plenty of good guys in this in this draft right here. That's a no. That's a, there really is. Honestly, isn't. though, that's an excellent redrafted pick. I think it's a really great redraft, yeah. though. I mean, shit, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, it's it's literally the it would. It, it's not even that they wouldn't have needed a number one the same way. It's that it's literally a physical, dominant, gritty receiver. Same thing, but built different. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that would be well, great. Here's the thing, though, right. is, is say say they really did take DK at six, and then just for hypothetical shits and giggles, the draft uh, last year, twenty twenty, still shakes out where they have the fourth pick. They're not taking Andrew Thomas at four. They're taking Herbert at four. Now you've got DK and Herbert. With Barkley in the backfield. Wait, wait, oh, wait to give that fuel for Alex. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's just true. Anyway, here we go. Anyway, uh, Matt, that puts you right now. That puts you back it's... on the board, Matt, at seven with the Jaguars. Uh, their original pick was Josh Allen, who we were all a little surprised by, but it actually turned out to be a pretty good pick. He had a sophomore slump, but where are you going on the redraft? So based on team needs. I actually am sticking with Josh Allen in this because I think he's a good fit for the team, and I think it would make sense because, I mean, he's still there for a reason, and he's the focal point of that defense. Yeah. So he's good. He'll have a bounce back. I'm yeah, gonna, I'll no, keep him here. There's no reason to a, get fancy. He's a good player. Absolutely. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be a staple of their defense. So um, eighth pick uh, was Detroit. They originally made the uh, selection as well. They took tight end TJ Hawkinson. Um, at this point, uh, Hawkinson. That was seven. Yeah, at eight. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. um, at this point, I mean, I know Hawkinson is a is a Pro Bowl tight end at this point in his career. But uh, seeing what's uh, what's on the board, I wouldn't have 
Hawkinson going back to the Lions. Um, seeing as he's fallen a little bit, I'm actually going to have the Lions take Quinn and Williams at defensive tackle here. Good move. Quinn and Williams. So, right. Alex, that'll put you back on the clock at number nine with Buffalo. This was originally Ed Oliver. Um, but where are you going yep. now that Ed Oliver is off the board? Where are you going for the Bills? Um, man, let's take a look here. They went tackle because they needed to shore up their defense. They did, yep, they did. That was the year I, that I everybody in the, because... in the AFC East took a defensive tackle because they all knew you had to put pressure up front on Brady. Yeah, exactly. Um, some good defensive tackles in the first round went. I mean, this was a loaded defensive tackle position. Yeah, I would say, honestly, call me crazy, dude. Um, I'm going to keep it on the defense despite their need at wide receiver that year. I mean, they did have Cole Beasley and, uh, you know, they did have John Brown. Um, so, you know, it, it, it looked like it was going to be good. They thought Reuben Foster was going to be a little bit better and it didn't happen. Um, for me, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go defensive end here, man, and I'm gonna go ahead and give them Rashawn Gary. There you go, Rashawn Gary, who ended up going a few bit picks later to the Packers. He's been a a good edge guy in their three four. So Rashawn Gary coming off the edge. All right, Matt, that puts you on the clock with the tenth pick. Uh, Steelers with the original, um, or the Steelers made the selection, excuse me, and they took Devin Bush, but the Original hey, pick belong to the Denver Broncos. Uh, so, and who are you picking here for Denver at ten? Now, Denver, Denver's uh, pick in the first round was at twenty. They took tight end Noah Fant, but their original pick yeah. here was uh, Pittsburgh traded up for this pick at ten. Yep. So you've got Denver on the clock, Matt. You know, they haven't had a really good running game in a really long time. And doing a redraft, this is a need that they've had. I know Rick Lindsay, no. They got lucky. With if Phillip he's available. Pick. What's they that? Got lu- they got lucky with Philip Lindsay, an undrafted rookie free agent. It's, that's luck. That's what I'm saying. So, um, give me Josh that's Jacobs. That's a good pick, man. That's a strong one. I had Jacobs going a few picks later to the Dolphins, but that's a good pick. I mean, they always need running backs because, quite frankly, they just have not been producing. Yeah, that's true. And Josh Jacobs is legit. He is. That guy's guy's a beast. He runs hard. So, uh, let's see here. 11th pick. That puts me on the clock. Uh, It's with the Bengals. The original pick, the Bengals took uh, offensive tackle uh, Jonah Williams from Alabama. He obviously got hurt and never played. Um, His first year, year two, he's, he's back there now. Could be a decent player, but... For the purposes of the redraft um, and who is left on the board, um, they needed they needed some help everywhere. Obviously, the Bengals did, but with what's on the board right now, um, I know they addressed the offensive line here with the Jonah Williams pick, but I'm actually going to go with the defensive side of the ball, and uh, I'm going to take a guy who was not a first-round pick um, originally, in this draft, but has since become a pro bowler. And I'm going to take uh, cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting. Damn it. 
I was okay. gonna damn it, I was gonna take him with Miami's pick. Yeah, he's, he's turned out to be a great, <laughs> great player uh, for for Arizona. So uh, they're they're lucky that they uh, made that selection at the top of round two. So that puts Alex uh, Alex back on the board. He's got the twelfth pick uh, with the Packers. The original pick was Rashawn Gary, but Alex already took him off the board for the Bills. So Alex, where are you going on the redraft with Green Bay at twelve? Um, man. No, this is, this is, this is tough for me. God. Dude, this is a hard, if you're, if you thought you had a guy at some spot and it moved, this is the worst one so far. <laughs> the first two were easy to kind of pick and choose, but good Lord. Yeah, I've got um, – I only have a couple of guys um, that are still available that I had going earlier than what we've got right now. But other than that, my board is starting to get yeah. wiped off. Yep. Man, all right, y'all going to call me crazy because I'm going defense That's again, right. man. I mean, dude, it's defensive heavy draft. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. I know. Which will be the opposite this year. Um, man, I don't – God, it just bothers me. I mean, dude, you literally had 11 defensive linemen in the first round. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him another one just because of how great he's been the last two seasons. It would, it would pain me to not see him in blue, but I'm gonna go ahead and give the pack Dex Lawrence. Well, he'd be, yeah, because he's legit, and everybody's mad that we he'd don't. Be a, he'd have be a hell of a fit in the uh, on the defensive line. Him and uh, Kenny Clark. Yeah, you yep. wouldn't be. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Be running much look on at this. That. Look at this draft. He's going to be the guy that breaks out on his defensive tackle. I mean, Quinn Williams already kind of has. We already know Ed Oliver. Wilkins has been pretty damn good. Dude, he's the next one. Even Tillery's been well, and Jack, showing Jeffrey up a little Simmons bit. Simmons with the Titans after he recovered from that knee injury. He's been pretty good, too. So, so he's the next one in line, man. That puts you back on the board with 13. The Dolphins, their original pick was Christian Wilkins. Uh, he's obviously still available in the redraft. But where are you going here for Miami at 13? If he was available, I wanted Murphy Bunting because I think they needed to share up their secondary. Yeah. Um, but because that didn't happen, I am going to stick with the original pick. Of All right, so you got C. Wilkes sticking there uh, with uh, Miami in the middle of that defense line. He's been good. He's, he's, he's been real solid. Yeah, so. another, another Clemson yeah. defender there. So I've got the 14th pick. Uh, Atlanta made this selection. It was guard uh, Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College, who's – been a solid player for them. Uh, at this point, though, in the draft, um, I don't have him being reselected. And um, I'm actually going to go on defense for Atlanta because that seems to be where the, the need has been the last few years. Um, and they've had some injuries, obviously, on that defense. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, pair up uh, linebacker Deion Jones with uh, Devin Bush, middle linebacker. Uh, who damn nice pick, very nice pick. I wanted him really bad for the Giants. Well, he can literally fly sideline to sideline. The Steelers obviously traded up to get him. He's in the middle linebacker. They're three four making tackles all over. I think this would be a good fit in Atlanta with uh, Keanu Neal behind him. At well, Keanu Neal used to be behind him at safety, but anyway, Devin Bush there for the Falcons in the redraft, which means Alex gets to. Uh, Make another selection for the NFC East. Alex, you have the Redskins <laughs> on the clock, or as was we call them now, the Washington football team. 
This was the Jamarcus Russell 2.0 Dwayne Haskins pick. Um, I obviously know you are not going to make that pick again for Washington. So where are you going in the redraft? Well, I'm not allowed to give them that one again. Yeah, I mean, you can if you want to give them if you want to give them uh, Booby Haskins again. Oh, you're no fun. But if you were making you were are making you sure? this I, I pick can't... for Washington, who would you be making? Man, I kind of toss and turn with this one, honestly, because I just want them to continue to suck and would love to see that <laughs> whole situation play out again. Um, you know, it hasn't hurt them all that however, well because they were a playoff team last year. Oh, so they were a playoff team before the Giants were? Yeah, I know. Um, that's that's because Washington's regardless. line. Yep. Regardless, though, um, despite their obvious need at quarterback, I think that they were still plugging away and putting pieces on their defense. Yep. Um, picking, them, so, picking them earlier in the round. Is that what you're doing? I'm picking them earlier in the round, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them Montez oh, sweat man, here. Man, I had the Giants <laughs> taking sweat at 17. I'm just – look, I mean, I would love to do that. You know, that would be great, but – I'm just gonna. No, I'm gonna move good, the guy up where he pick, he, he should have been picked because he's 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 proven he's yeah, top he's been tier. A great edge rusher hey, form. credit to that guy, man. You know he the, the injury and the health scares. Yeah. He really proved it. And look, you know as much as anybody could say it sucks, but you know what? I mean, those are legit things. Is why he fell down to 26. But look, dude's proven it. He's still first round pick. So. Three. How about dude's, how about the fact beat. that there was three Mississippi <laughs> State defensive players that went in the first round that year from Mullen's team. Dude, insane. And then you have to think about the dominant um, Clemson defensive players. It's yeah. it's like, hey, what two teams had the best defenses in college football? I yeah. wonder. All right, so yeah. Matt, that puts, you, uh, that puts you on the clock at 16. Carolina made this pick originally, and they took defensive end Brian Burns, who's been a pretty, uh, pretty fantastic player for them. 16 and a half sacks already in in two years with Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh... He's like, oh, it's, it's a tough one to not take him again. Um. Yeah. You know, honestly... I played around with this one, and I'm really just trying to. I'm just trying to scrub with something that I can come up with that's not boring. But it it's a redraft. I can't be completely stupid. Give me Brian Burns. I mean, yeah. he's proven he's worth it. And quite frankly, Carolina's benefited. Yeah, they made a good. They made a good pick there. There's no doubt about it. If it's not broken, don't fix it. All right, so that puts me on the clock here with the Giants' uh, second first-round pick. They obviously went with uh, – Well, it's Cleveland. Well, the original yeah. – yeah, you're right. Cleveland's got the pick, the original pick. So you can't pick for the, the Giants. Giants. The Giants made the pick with Dexter Lawrence. Yes. Uh, so in the redraft, though, I'll go ahead and I'll make the pick for the Browns. It's the Browns. Um, I, think, uh, I think at this point – um, with what, with what I remember for needs, especially what they've been trying to address on defense. Obviously, they have they have what they consider to be answers at the safety position. But this is obviously before they made those picks. So I'm going to actually go ahead and uh, 
give them sale, uh, safety Taylor Rapp. Who? All right. I like it. He's obviously been a, a, a very good player on the back half of that Rams defense. He was paired up with John Johnson, who's now on the Browns, fittingly enough. So Taylor Rapp is uh, the pick there at 17, which puts Alex on the clock at 18 with the Vikings. Uh, the pick here was Garrett Bradbury, center, uh, who's been a good player for them uh, up to this point, starting all thir- all uh, 32 games he's played. But Alex, in the redraft, where are you going here with Minnesota? Minnesota. Um, man. Minnesota. Ah, okay. Yeah, I know what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so... Again, great player. You know, he's he's been great for them. I, I don't have any problems with uh, with God, who was it again? I forget his name. With Bradbury. Um, no, 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 yeah, not Brad. I'm not sorry. Yeah, Bradbury. Um, don't have any issues with the guy. I think he's been great. Although I don't think he fixed their problems there. Um, we saw Christian Kirk, or not Christian Kirk, but we saw uh, God. I keep forgetting names tonight. Quarterback. Oh, Kyler Murray? No, freaking. Who's playing there now? Yeah. Cousins? God, I'm like losing my mind tonight. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. Sorry. You're killing me. I just know what you're like, where are you going? <laughs> I know. I freaking, I keep drawing blanks tonight, dude. My bad. <laughs> you're good. Um, so, again, you know, Garrett Bradbury, great guy, great player. He's been solid for them at the, at the center position. They weren't really hurting there. Um, because he is available here and is continuing to keep falling on the offensive line. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give them Jonah Williams. All right, there you go, Jonah Williams. That would be that would be a good pick for them, because especially the need at left tackle now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would have solidified their their problems there again. Their center wasn't an issue, but they went center anyway. So. All right. So, Matt, that puts you on the board now, uh, 19 with Tennessee. They made this pick. Uh, It was Jeffrey Simmons, a defensive tackle, who's obviously been a a good player for them once he uh, got back and recovered from that injury. Where are you going here with the Titans at 19 in the redraft? Um, I know. We just talked about it, too. How how did I – how did I – forgot that i ended up with uh all the like dn picks um come on i think i know who this is what i think i know who you're going with um you know what actually i'm gonna throw a little bit of a change in here no what we got and um Call me a little crazy. All right. TJ Hawkinson. That's a great pick. I have him going to the Bills at nine. I like that. Here's the thing. We now know that Tennessee needs a tight end. And if they could have redone this and got TJ Hawkinson. They would have, yeah. You have him on a rookie deal. He's he's underutilized in Detroit. Yeah, that's the truth. We'll Well, see. That's because it's Detroit. Yeah. That's a great that's a great pick there. So that puts uh, that puts me at the on the clock at twenty. Um, 
This Real was um, Denver made this pick at 20 with Noah Fant. Obviously, the original pick was the Steelers before they traded up. So I'm now picking for the Steelers at 20 here. And um, I think the uh, the Steelers here solidify more of the offensive line in front of Ben Roethlisberger. So I'll have them taking uh, El- Eldon Jenkins, uh, the guard uh, for Green Bay here with the uh, 20th pick. Okay. Pro bowler for Aaron Rodgers now. So I'll have them address the interior O-line there. So, Alex, that gives you pick uh, 21, which was Green Bay uh, making this pick as Darnell Savage. The original pick belonged to the Seahawks. So you've got the 21st pick picking for Seattle. Yep. Um, man. I was so confused when Seattle traded back here because at the time when we were watching the draft, we're like, man, there's so much talent available. Why aren't they, you know, why aren't they doing this? Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm going to go, I already, I already pulled DK away from him, which is fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because you put, you put him on the giants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so for me, this really isn't, you know, too much of a difference. They had a couple needs, their biggest needs. Again, I don't know why I keep getting them on, on this one. Um, I keep getting defensive players, teams that have defensive heavy needs. They originally went LJ Collier. Been a decent guy for them. Uh, but I'm going to go with somebody who was drafted much later in the NFL draft. Somebody that I would, would really like to have on my team. And that is Mr. Chase Winovich. All right, so you've got Winovich. <laughs> All right. Got, That's a great pick. Winovich going <laughs> to Seattle at uh, 21. Maddie really likes Winovich, too. I, I mean, I've always, I was a big fan of him coming out. He's a great player now. So, I mean, he came way late. He came in the third you know? round. That's it. That's true. I completely forgot, actually. I had him down, and I, I've honestly, like, completely overlooked him. I'm kind of pissed at myself, well, actually. Matt, that puts you on the board here uh, now, uh, 22. The, uh, Eagles made this pick. They took Andre uh, Dillard, the tackle, but the original pick belonged to the Ravens at 22. Uh, so who are you drafting for Baltimore here? Well, quite frankly, I think that they still would have needed uh, some line help because um, I think they forever need better offensive There's linemen. There's decent ones available, I think, too. I think Yanda was still there, but um, – you know, honestly, just because of what he's becoming, I don't care what you already have there. Give me um, – I'm going to – dude, I cannot – I never know how to say this guy's name, but Elkton Jenkins. I took Jenkins already. You already took him. When? I just I just took him. Oh, that's took him to the Steelers. You did. My God. I pulled an Alex. Hey, hey w- way, to pull a, way to pull an Alex. I completely pulled an Alex. That guy's been a great Dang. guard. Dude, you're killing me, David. Oh, that's you hilarious. You know, it cut out when you said it, and I kind of like was trying to listen, and I'm like, I, it was kind of cutting in and out. Um, anyway, so that completely throws what uh, I had planned. <laughs> now you got to go a different direction. We're Ravens here at 22. Clearly, we're unscripted. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to. If anybody had a question. <laughs> If anybody well, had I mean, a question, you know, there's other there's other offensive linemen that I still got on my board that I have going first round. Yeah, unless um, you want to give them what their original pick was, um, 
you know, when they made it at 25, you could just give it to them at 22. <laughs> I was thinking about it, actually. <laughs> I, uh, I did it on mine. <laughs> right? I've done it on mine, on too. I mean, he's been, a, he's been a good player. You know what, actually? I'm going to go weird. Nah, yeah, let's do it. Screw it. Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I mean, honestly, their passing game has nobody if, if not for him. Sadly. Yeah, well, I, I still think that's something that Baltimore's got to address. I mean, I know they're a run-heavy team and everything, but we've, we've already seen how you stop Lamar Jackson in that, in that you know, pistol zone read. you got to be able to have guys who can make plays in the passing game. So, anyway, uh, 23rd pick, that's me. I'm on the board. Uh, it's uh, Houston. Uh, this is when the Texans decided to take offensive tackle Titus Howard from Alabama State. Um, I remember being like, what, what the hell are you doing? Um, hasn't panned out for them. He's been kind of shuffled around their line, right tackle, right guard, hasn't been uh, uh, consistent enough to be a plug-and-play guy, especially for a first-round pick. Um, that being said, um, who is available on the board here? Um, I actually I have some pretty good players. Now, Houston still had – uh, DeAndre Hopkins at this point, obviously. Um, I would yep. go ahead and the pick I'm going to make here is to give him a running mate. I'm going to I'm going to give the Texans Terry McLaurin. Okay. Okay. Um, I like it. I honestly, I think besides DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, he's the next best wide receiver in this class uh, in the NFL so far. Yeah, I mean, I think there's more – I mean, not because I picked them. I think there's more upside to Hollywood Brown overall. Yeah, I agree. I just – In my McLaurin, opinion. McLaurin, the fact that – But right now, McLaurin is better. Washington. Yeah. Right now, he is better. Yeah. So, anyway, that's where I'm going. McLaurin, 23. That puts uh, Alex on the board here at 24 with Oakland, or the Raiders, I should say, from Vegas now. Uh, the original pick was Josh Jacobs at running back. Obviously, that's been a home run. Uh, he's off the board here. So, Alex, where are you going with the Raiders redraft at 24? Yeah. Uh, really quick, what did Matt have at 22? Uh, Matt took uh, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. He just redid the pick. Oh, yeah. my keys. Sorry, I call, I Yeah, my bad. It's all good. It's all good. There was two brown wide receivers. Yep, AJ went four yeah, to the Raiders. Uh, so we've already got the Raiders taking a wide receiver at four earlier in this draft. So here they are again. A yep. lot of guys, if they've got a nickname, I call them better. There you go. So Alex, you got uh, you've got the Raiders making their second pick of the first round here. Yep. Let me uh, take a look. Let's see who's left. Now, they obviously went running back here, and I, I don't have this guy going to them um, in my – I know who you're talking about. I saw him and immediately thought about that. You know, when I did this redraft um, myself, I actually had the Raiders doubling up. I had them taking DK Metcalf at four, and then I had them taking this next guy at 24. Well, that, was that yep. Nicole? Just, just pure, yeah. pure burners. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's the Raiders. It's Every, the Raiders make, I mean, shit, I did it last dude, time. Could you imagine right now, though, if the Raiders had DK and Miko Harmon, and then they just added him? I mean, you got to think right now. Well, in this draft, for context, I got them AJ Brown. So you can match to AJ yeah. Brown. 
And Miko Hardman. You certainly could. And good luck. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, Hardman's been a better pro in Kansas City than he was at Georgia in college by far. Uh, so yeah. anyway, it's Alex's pick here at twenty-four. Where do you want to go, Alex? Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a nice little swing here, man. I don't, I don't think any of you guys. I, I do like going running back here again. I won't I won't say who I would you know if, if I was gonna do this because I kind of want I'm gonna do something later. <laughs> um, but I um, I'm gonna go with somebody I don't think you guys were really counting on here, and and, and he's been. Look, he's been really good despite, um, you know, the team that he was drafted by and his injury. Right. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and go with Greedy Williams. Right, Greedy with uh, Cleveland now, obviously. Yeah, Cleveland and injured again, but I still think he's much better than a lot of the guys that were drafted before him, even even considering his injury. Yeah, I mean, and he was a good yeah. player at LSU too, so not a bad pick there. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, he's he's gonna come back this year yeah, and be, be mad him, healthy, and a lot he, of people. If Cleveland gets him up to par, they've got him and Denzel Ward. That's a hell of a pair. Exactly, and that's uh, look. I, you can you can mark it down, like Matt said earlier. Nine o'clock, March twenty first, twenty twenty one. Twenty first, twenty third, everybody guy. Well, well, yeah, whatever. No, it's the twenty third. I said twenty twenty third, twenty 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 one. I thought you said twenty first. I'm like, whoa, there, bud. <laughs> no, God, I don't want to go back in time. Um. <laughs> Just mark my words, man. He's going to be one of the top corners in the league right. this year. So there we go. So we've got Greedy Williams coming off the board there. Matt, you get to make a pick now at 25. Uh, this was Baltimore taking Hollywood Brown after the trade, but original pick, it belonged to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Matt, you're on the board uh, now, 25, picking for the Eagles. Oh, joy. <laughs> Look at Matt, bro. Um, Obviously, we know that the Eagles traded up three spots. They took offensive tackle Andre Dillard. That hasn't exactly been uh, working out for them. <laughs> Has not been really? at all. Maybe I should just give it, you know. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> um, Actually, I'm going to throw a little wrench because it seems like something they would do because at the time this would seem like a reach yeah. because it's the Eagles. Go for it. And they seem to do this. So I'm going to do the guy we just decided to uh, discuss for quite a little bit. Uh, Nico Hardman. Okay. Well, Lord, that's an Eagles Lord move. Knows they still have the uh, the need for wide receivers, even when they took Jalen Rager in the first round. They draft receivers every year and still need receivers because they don't know how to develop yeah. well, receivers. That's because they're not looking at it. They're not looking at it from a scheme or talent perspective. They're no. looking at it as a this is what we need. Let's just grab what's there. They really do. It do. It makes no sense. Like they literally have drafted so many receivers. Yeah, nothing's really nothing's <laughs> panned out for them uh, since Deshaun Jackson. But um, and it makes them look. It makes the receivers look even worse because they do absolutely yeah. nothing with Philly and can't. And for some reason, you go to Philly and you just all of a sudden can't catch. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm on the clock here now. The 26th pick. Uh, it was Washington taking Montez Sweat here, but the original pick belonged to the Colts. Um, I'm actually going to give the Colts a uh, an offensive lineman here to uh, to pair up with Quentin Nelson. I'll give them another interior offensive lineman. I'm going to go with Eric McCoy at center. Okay. Very nice. So that, that, McCoy, that puts right? Alex back on the clock, 
picking for the Raiders once again. Alex has gotten all three Raiders picks in this draft, uh, some somehow, yeah, some way. Um, but or no, never mind. Matt had AJ Brown. Never mind. Alex, you you're on the board. Yeah, you're on he the had board the first here one. with the Raiders. They took Jonathan Abram, the safety, um, at 27. Here, uh, he's been an okay player, mostly injuries. Um, but where are you going here on the redraft with the Raiders, who already have AJ Brown and Greedy Williams? Yeah. Um, so, is this where you're going to take your running back? You know, I I would I would like to. Yeah. Considering like they took to. Josh Jacobs at 24 originally, they they had they definitely had a need there. It's not who I want to pick. Me oh, personally, well, do yeah, I just I can't I can't do it. No, I'm not gonna do it. Um, I'm gonna throw a little little throw a monkey wrench in here for you. Um, somebody that I like personally, somebody that you're very familiar with. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to dig deep here again in this draft and I'm going to give them this year. Out All right, Nas, free safety. Okay. Okay. So going safety, just a different Boy, you like give I like it. Ball, huh? yeah. I like it. All right. So that, um, that puts... Matt on the clock here at 28 with the Chargers. Um, their pick originally was defensive tackle Jerry Tillery, who uh, finally had a breakout year this past year for the Chargers, showing his pass rush potential. So hopefully that continues. But, Matt, where are you going here in the redraft with the Chargers at 28? I can make such a dick move. It's not even funny. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. I can't. Steve does. Steve will always make a good pick for the Giants, so I can't do it. <laughs> he doesn't get to pick for the Giants. I said he always would make a good pick for the Giants, so I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I literally had it down, and then I just put next to it like what my real pick was. Um, <laughs> honestly, as boring as it is, I'm going to stick with Tillery. He had a breakout year, like you said. It wouldn't make sense to not stick with him, um, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of other needs, but if you've got a guy that's already working, it's a redraft. Yeah. Um, I will tell you who I was going to pick once we finish on the last pick. Cause I don't right, well, that, uh, Cause it's, just, it's, that it's too good on the clock here. Uh, this was uh, Seattle made this pick at 29. They took LJ Collier, but the original pick belonged to the chiefs. Um, so with that being said, um, this is obviously before the chiefs, um, drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire just a year ago. So obviously running back was still something that they were considering. So I'm going to have the chiefs take David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Which puts Alex back on the clock here. Um, so this pick was the giants at 30 with Deandre Baker. Obviously they traded up uh, with green Bay to get back in for this pick. In hindsight, it was not the right move. So, Alex, you're going to make this pick for the Packers at 30. You get the, you get the draft for Green Bay again. You gave them Dexter Lawrence earlier. Yeah, I did. I didn't want to do that. Oh, but you did. But I had, yeah, I had it was to. The right move. So now you're you're picking for Green Bay again. Where are you going? Um, 
Man, shit. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. This is this is the nitty gritty now, based on what they were yeah. needing. Okay, just... I'll tell you what though. I'm looking at my board, and I know there's only three picks left, but I still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I still have ten guys that I had going in the first round in my uh, in my redraft, which is a lot to this point. Yeah. This is a very opinionated yeah, draft. Yeah, well, that's what happens, though, Matt, when it's really a dud of a draft. Nope. So, oh, absolutely. It's like, really, who the hell do you want to i tell you what, though, there's for. a guy that's available that I had going early that um, Green Bay ended up taking a little bit later in this draft anyway who's available. So we'll see if Alex can figure out who that is. Oh, I think mm. Yep. What's that? said, there is a guy that is still available that Green Bay took a little bit earlier in this draft in real life, but he's still available here in our redraft. Yep. And it's not mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary, because you already drafted Rashawn Gary to a different team. <laughs> you talking about yeah. Donald Savage? He's been a great safety for them. Yeah. I know. I was looking at that. You have to make that pick. I'm just saying. No, I know. I. I, mm. He's gonna do it now. I mean, I was staring at him this whole time. I just didn't know if I wanted to do that or or give him give him somebody else that I've been staring at this whole time. Well, yeah, your pick, pick, man. You make the you make the pick. You make the call. Remember, the Packers are a fan owned team, man. You you have every right to make this pick. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, all right, so I'll, I'll preface this by saying Darnell Savage, if, if they were still sitting in this spot originally, would be the pick that they need to pick. Okay. Um, however, I'm not Fair going enough. that route. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another swing in here just because that's what I've done this entire draft, yeah. pulling guys up late, earlier than than they were drafted, just because I like what they've got. Part of a redraft. Part of the redraft. So I'm going to go ahead and give. Oh, boy. Oh, God. I'm going to give them Miles Sanders. Oh, there you go. That's a hell of a pick. All right. There you go. I would hate to see him in green and yellow, bro, but but that would. I can't fault you, man. I had the Patriots taking Miles Sanders. That's good. He's he's a good running back. Very underutilized in Philly. I, I hate to see yep. that happen. So that means uh, it's Matt pretty good. the 31st pick. It was Atlanta taking offensive tackle Caleb McGarry, who's been a decent player for them. But the original pick belonged to the Rams. So, Matt, you're on the clock at 31 picking for the Rams. Um, Obviously, this was the Rams fresh off of their – Super Bowl appearance with their, you know, high-flying offense, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all those guys. Yo, I think that they would possibly, if this really worked out the way it did, where we are with what's been drafted, you know, I'm going to do a curveball right, here. Go for 
Lots of curve, lots of lots of off speed stuff and breaking pitches today. I, I I know they've got some I know they've got some talent there already, but this guy's actually pretty underrated. He's a second round guy. Yeah. Give me Rocky Sin. Go from Indy. Okay. Rocky Sin. He's a second round pick. They took out of Temple. Corner. Corner That's right. yep. is actually pretty underrated. Um, but you made you made my I, pick easy there, Matt, because um, I'm going to take the guy uh, who went just before him at the start of the second round for the Patriots and the first. The original pick was Nikhil Harry, a wide receiver for New England. I'm going to give the Patriots Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy. I was either – dude, I was literally a toss-up between the two, but I like Rocky Sim a little bit better just because he's a little more of a statue Murphy with Stephon Gilmore, and then they move uh, J.C. Jackson into the slot, and then they have Patrick Chung at safety with McCordy, well, about- and all of a sudden that Patriots secondary is real scary. Obviously, that's not the case, I would say, but- think about th- – I was about looking at him. Think about the Rams. You, you add Rocky Sin. We like both of those picks right so there. We got could some. Have been we got some interesting monumental. ones. It was chalk at one two with Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa, and then the changes started. We had Ella, Ed Oliver going third. Uh, AJ Brown went fourth. Uh, uh, Devin White stayed with the Bucks at five. Alex landed DK Metcalf to the Giants, which I know he wishes was, was the truth. Uh, Hell Matt, yeah. Matt had Al, uh, the Jaguars taking Josh Allen at seven, the original pick. Quinn and Williams going eight. The Lions, Rashawn Gary going nine to the Bills. The Broncos getting Josh Jacobs at 10. Uh, Bengals going Sean Murphy bunting. Packers taking Dexter Lawrence. Dolphins with the original pick of uh, Christian Wilkins. Falcons getting sideline to sideline middle linebacker Devin Bush. Uh, Washington getting Montez Sweat just a couple of spots earlier. Panthers sticking with Brian Burns. Uh, the Browns taking safety, Taylor Rapp. Vikings getting Jonah Williams at tackle. Titans landing a steal with TJ Hawkinson. Steelers taking Elkton Jenkins at offensive guard. Uh, Alex getting the uh, Tasmanian Devil Chase Winovich for Seattle at 21. Uh, Ravens sticking with their pick of Hollywood Brown. Texans getting Terry McLaurin to pair up with D Hop. Raiders taking uh, Greedy Williams at 24. Eagles getting a speedster wide receiver, McCole Hardman. Colts with center, Eric McCoy. Raiders taking Nas Adderley at free safety. Chargers sticking with the original pick of Jerry Tillery. Chiefs taking David Montgomery at running back. Packers, Miles Sanders at running back, so getting them back-to-back. And then we finish out the round with corners. Rocky Sin to the Rams, Byron Murphy to the Patriots. That's how we would have done it, folks, if we were making the picks uh, for this redraft, uh, hopefully uh, this stuff gets you in the mood for the real draft, which we are going to uh, start to really take a dive into starting next week on the show. We will uh, obviously cover some free agency updates, uh, get you up to speed over what has happened in the past week. Between now and next week's show, we will also uh, – Start to go team by team and just give an overall free agency grade based off of what we think that they've done up to this point. And then we will go team by team um, and we will start to look at what the draft needs are. Um, now that free agency uh, has kind of um, played itself out and will have played itself out a little bit more. So we'll have a better idea of uh, what the team's strategies need to be going into the draft, which, when we get back on the show, we'll be basically a month away. So uh, 
that's what we've got in store coming up. Obviously, future episodes, we'll get into our own personal mock draft um, that we will do, as well as our very famous uh, with uh, liquor on the line, predict the pick. So another good <laughs> show tonight, boys. Uh, as always, you listeners out there, we appreciate uh, you listening and your support. Um, and we hope that you continue to do so as we bring you football content each and every week. So for myself and Matt and Alex, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>